0: Now it's all hollow sea The moon is full Welcome to the Heart Guy Media Podcast. I am your host, Jesse H.S., and we are back again with another episode of the Heart Guy Media Podcast. And today, uh, Eric Tyler is going to be stopping by. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more uh, October festivities because it merits more conversations, uh, as many as we can fit in, in the 31 glorious days of this beautiful, beautiful, dark, dreary, decrepit, disgusting, filthy lovely, lovely month of October. Uh, There's a slew of things we have to talk about this month. There's a slew, a plethora of movies that we have to talk about. We have to get into. We also got to talk music. Do we, uh, you know, uh, am I the only person that has like a soundtrack for October? I download a lot of scores uh, when when I'm, uh, you know, throughout the day, when I'm getting through the day and... When I'm uh, working out, I want to listen to I want to listen to the Prince of Darkness score. That's the glory of uh, having Apple Music because guess what? Sometimes you can't find the Prince of Darkness vinyl for a decent price. You can't find the Prince of Darkness CD for a decent uh, a decent price. Uh, so you want to hear that soundtrack when you're on the fucking when you're on the recumbent bike at the gym. Uh Uh, But, you know, also, obviously the show just opened with some Typo Negative, uh, one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, So we're going to get into some talk with Eric on that, too, because I know he's a big Typo fan and uh, perfect, uh, perfect fall music, perfect All Hallows music for sure, without a doubt. Uh, So October, baby, we're here. And, uh, you know, if you go back an episode, you can listen to the first episode that we did uh, for the month. Uh, we kind of just uh, discuss uh, October traditions and stuff and this is gonna be kind of in that same vein we're gonna discuss some uh, lists some must watch with uh, mr. Eric Tyler uh, but yeah we're just there's so much to discuss this month and so much to get into so we're keeping with it and staying right with it uh, and we're getting Eric on the on the line right now. what's up brother how you been not too bad. how about you been decent man not bad at all i'm glad uh i'm glad it's finally october as i know you are as well
1: there's no better time of the year that's for sure
0: oh i was saying it's uh you know people a lot of people feel this way about like december and christmas but i mean and, and i do to an extent but october is just it is a special time of the year oh without a doubt i feel like uh it's just by far my favorite like you said i do uh you know, I do love the Christmas time of the year as well, but definitely Halloween, uh, tops the cake or takes the cake on that. Oh, for so. sure. I just love,
1: obviously, Halloween,
0: uh, and then I just love the time of year well. so. so, I, I know we, uh, we share a deep love for, uh, some kind of horror-themed bands that, uh, obviously bands like The Misfits and Typo Negative. Right. Now, uh, is there anything uh cuz I actually just opened the podcast with uh black number 1 Oh, very solid, very Which solid. uh I got to ask you. Did you did you see that music video growing up? Uh yeah, like I, you know what? The
1: first time I ever remember seeing Typo Negative I think was remember remember
0: Beavis
1: and Butt had used to show music videos. <laughs> yeah. And I caught a clip of a typo negative uh video on beavis and bloodhead originally so that was like my original ever seeing of like a video which is it's kind of a funny way to put it yeah like the beavis and bloodhead thing so but yeah then after that uh once i heard about them uh you know you, start, you uh what, obviously they should show a lot more music videos on, on music television so and especially uh with like headbangers ball and stuff like that, you should be able to see that stuff on regular TV. Remember seeing that video as a young man?
0: Yeah. Well, I remember seeing the the Black Number One music video and like being creeped out by it. Like I couldn't even finish it because it just made me feel weird. Oh, was a doubt. yeah. They, oh. they Peter Steele full on looked like a monster. Anyway, I
1: was gonna say I think the whole just everything about type of negative scared me as a young kid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like their look. I remember getting magazines you know like all the metal magazines and seeing pictures of uh, of them and i was like you know just like they have a big uh, they have a scary look to them. and then their music is obviously like transcends that and it uh has very creepy vibes
0: as well. oh yeah now is there do you have a goat what's your go-to do you have now I, I don't know if this is something that's popular i know for me it is and i'm pretty sure it is for you do you have, like, a, like a playlist? Do you have certain bands that you'll definitely rock a little more throughout the month of October?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, this, like you said, though, like a lot of the bands that I would rock are bands we listen to on a normal basis, you know what I mean? Right. But, yeah, I mean, obviously you're listening to more Misfits and, like, Sam Hain and Typo Negative, and I listen to a lot, you know, Alkaline Trio is a band that I love that, you know, they, especially their earlier stuff, uh, it's pretty dark. Has little,
0: that has that horror vibe in some of this shit?
1: Exactly, and then yeah, like some of the other, like some of the goofier stuff, like Captain Clegg, like we that we both like. You know, I'll definitely pull that out a lot more. Uh, if anybody doesn't know Captain Clegg, he did Rob Zombie's H uh, Two Halloween Two, and Rob Zombie put that record out. So yeah, like I listen a lot more. Like I probably I listen to that a lot more in, the, in this time of year as well. So
0: yeah. Now, do you? uh, Now, uh, yeah, like. A, like you said though, it's stuff we normally listen to anyway, but you know, maybe we might play like uh we might play Earth AD a little bit more than we would in July. Oh, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, uh I'll I'll jam like uh, a lot of Oingo Boingo just because that's, that's Halloween my- party music for sure. Exactly,
1: Oingo Boingo, that's a that's another
0: key one. Yep, there's some of you are going to jam probably a little bit more in October. Yeah. Now, uh I guess, uh, you know what? Since we're kind of already on the typo uh conversation, uh, what's uh right now? I know it's ever changing because we we share a deep love for uh typo and we talk about them constantly uh on you know in regular everyday life. Uh, so what if you had to say right now though, what's your favorite typo record? What is it? It changes, uh, like we said okay. though. It can change. It changes week can change weekly or monthly depending on how you're feeling. But it really does.
1: I mean, October rust, maybe you know. Like it's just, it's so tough. Like, like it, it goes back and forth between that and bloody kisses. I think I don't know if there's ever. You know what I mean? I don't know if like anything tops those two records to me.
0: Well, bloody kisses was such it when you really think about the time frame and that 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 one came out. You know really truly their first full official release you know you have like uh i mean slow deep and hard it it, it did like even though i think is that considered like their first like uh full length cuz it almost reads as like an ep cuz it's i mean i guess it is like their their first record but it just it doesn't read as like prominent like as like a first like official release like i guess it is right technically yeah i
1: mean t- i think technically it's considered their first release so I mean, there's, what, like, eight songs or something, like, on that record or something like that?
0: Yeah, but what a landmark Bloody Kisses was, and for that record to come out when it did, too, like, 93, like, they were kind of one of those bands that existed, like, kind of amongst themselves with no rules, like, it was such, there was such a weird band to even, to sell as many records as they did. Granted, I mean, they weren't fucking, it wasn't Beatlemania, but... (laughs) to be as successful as they were in that the early nineties when everything was like grunge. And it was like, you'd had like your radio rock bands and, and Guns N' Roses was still like still popular and still going. It, it was, they were kind of like a, an oddity and a, like kind of like a rare occurrence in the music field, in the music industry for them to be kind of as successful as they were. Yeah, hundred
1: percent. And that's why, I mean, have a negative and i know same with you is as, as you know a top three top five band to me and i think uh, the way they blend so much stuff i mean like and like you said it is like kind of anomaly for that time time frame 93 you know what i mean it's like nobody's putting out music like that
0: no no
1: like, they blend so much stuff, you know, metal, punk, and then
0: just like this gothic, like. And they they even blend like uh, you look at songs like uh, you know, my girlfriend's girlfriend, and like obviously they covered later on in their career they covered like summer breeze and stuff like that, but like that almost like that 60s psychedelia, like type shit too, it, like, exactly. Like, and I always like I I'm a like I'm a Pink Floyd fan, and I always for some reason I always put those like
1: I feel like they're like similar. Well, like, you know what I mean. I don't know, like. I just think, like you said, they, they, the way they blend so much music and what he does with his voice on so many different songs, it's like, you get vibes from all kinds of music. And like you said, I mean, they covered Summer Breeze, like Seals and Croft. They covered Neil Young with Cinnamon Girl. It's just like, they covered Black Sabbath. It's just like, that you can't really pinpoint. And I, yeah, like, I like you can't really pinpoint a genre to them. And I think they're 100%. I mean, can you really... Think of another band that sounds like typo-negative. You know what I mean? Like, you, I don't
0: think you can. Before them, definitely not. I mean, even after them, there's plenty of bands that try to do that typo sound. Right. But, yeah. I mean, that that they're just like... They blended so much shit that even if someone tries to rip them off, like rip off like uh like, the October Russ sound, they're still not incorporating, like, everything that they did as far as, like, you know, having almost like that, like, you know, like Josh Silver, like, rocking that, like, organ-like sound, too, in some of those to bring that 60s, like, Doors vibe in there. They were almost, like, a horror version of the Doors.
1: Yeah, and that, exactly. And like I said, like, I think that's why they, they stand alone, and they, they're amazing. And I think, I still don't think they get... Even though uh, their original T-shirts are going on eBay for like three hundred
0: dollars, fucking ridiculous prices. The friggin' the uh, the uh, the hardcore kids who friggin' I don't even know how some of these kids got their hands on it. Maybe it's like older brothers or like fathers at this point. Probably fathers at this point that had these like original early to mid nineties typo shirts and and their kids find them and they're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna fucking sell them online. Oh fuck yeah yeah they played rain you know all these bands like wear the typo shirts like and then they're like oh shit that's like a thing it's so weird to see like typo merchandise because typo was a band i remember dude i remember listening to typo and like having people be like that's like a fucking that's like a new metal band because they didn't know how to categorize them so like kids like from the in the early 2000s or whatever i remember someone saying like oh they're like a new metal band because they couldn't they couldn't throw them in anywhere because they were pre they were before New Metal and they were like
1: uh, Right, like they were kind of around like they're before New Metal but they're also around during that time frame so yeah, people just kind of lumped them in but definitely an unfair uh, unfair thing to say
0: Yeah, I mean it was just uh, it's unfortunate that you know, Peter Steele died and obviously it's a band that like when someone like him dies, there's no way that the band can continue on. There's no way that you can replace... Like, not even, like... You can't even say, like... Uh, like, musically, obviously, there's plenty of people that could play. But to have the presence that he did, because it was all-encompassing. It wasn't just, like, his voice. It was, like... It was because he was, like, six fucking seven. And he was a fucking giant. And, like, looked like he was gonna just, like... He literally looked like Frankenstein's monster. But yeah, I
1: mean he—he he is one of those front men who cannot be replaced, without a doubt. Whether it be his 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 vocal sounds, his look, just like I'm sure what kind of a person he was. He obviously seemed like he was—they were fairly. He was a funny guy as well. You know, they didn't take themselves too seriously. Um, definitely someone that can never be replaced, and that's why they—they they never tried to. So.
0: Well, thank God, too, because uh, I don't know. I mean, they knew. I think they knew. But like that whole band, obviously, you have like Kenny and Johnny have done like side projects and stuff. But then you have like uh, like obviously uh, Johnny, which we met Johnny, obviously, at a, you know this because we have an infamous picture. I'm going to have to post uh, to, to the share this uh, podcast episode uh, of us meeting uh, Johnny Kelly at a Danzig show because obviously Johnny Kelly drums for Danzig. Yep. And that was yeah. uh that was a hilarious encounter and that that picture couldn't have come out more perfect.
1: <laughs> no, that was uh the whole meeting I think of us just approaching him and like, Yeah, can we get a picture? And he's just like, Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> Just like his face
0: and johnny yeah. kelly rocking a fucking canadian tuxedo too if i believe if i remember correctly canadian tuxedo, he had
1: some like bright red puma like suede puma shoes on
0: not fucking around
1: he was the man yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah i mean that's another thing too Is it's just cool that those guys went on to you know they're working with Danzig, who's another one of our, our favorites as well so i just think that that speaks uh that speaks volumes to it too like uh similar similar great
0: bands you know working together oh yeah so uh okay so i guess moving on a little bit what are some uh and i kind of talked about this uh in a prior episode too but what are some what are some movies that they don't necessarily have to be halloween related but what are some movies that you like always rock because they bring back that nostalgic period uh to being a kid around October, what are some movies that are like some mandatory must-watches in, uh, in October?
1: Uh, let see. So, yeah, I mean, movies I definitely always try to watch in October. I mean, not necessarily saying I don't watch them any other time of the year, but uh, The Monster Squad being the first one, that one just, you know, uh, with friends being together and monsters and stuff just reminds me so much of Halloween in my youth. and Uh you know, it being like one of my favorite movies. So that's definitely one that I, I try to watch every October. Obviously I could just say the Halloween movies are, are, you know, uh, the original Halloween is pretty common answer, but if I had to pinpoint one of them, I would say Halloween three, uh, season of the witch, cause that's just such a fun, uh, Halloween movie.
0: Yeah, it really is.
1: And, uh, that movie's so great too. I just think that I love, I mean, I know we both have met him and he's, and he's a great, uh, actor, Tom Atkins. And, uh, and I just think, I, I don't know, like I don't, like I don't know what people's perceptions of that movie are. Like I, I remember people like kind of hating it, but I feel like lately it's taken on a new embrace where people love it. So
0: I yeah, think <laughs> I think that one was hated because it was, you know, it was uh, didn't feature Michael Myers, so people like weren't a big weren't big on it. But then you know, as time went on, I think people have started to appreciate it for what it is, uh, being you know, kind of uh, an outside the box film for that franchise.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. And like, I think at the time maybe people were upset because it didn't have the whole, you know, theme from the first two and Michael Myers. But that movie, whether it's called Halloween or whatever it's called, is is amazing and it's a super fun. If not, in my opinion, if not one of the best like Halloween season movies. Oh
0: yeah. Well, because with that one they were going to turn it into like Halloween wasn't gonna at that point they wanted to they wanted to make it like halloween be like you know its own like story they had a different story for every movie granted the first two were all both incorporated the michael myers character but with that one they tried you know making it into like its own thing so like halloween one and two were the story of michael myers and halloween three was obviously like the silver shamrock and like it was going to be like the whole that whole angle And they were going to continue on, but I think there obviously was some kind of backlash with the Michael Myers character not appearing in it because that's what everyone expected at the time. Yeah, that's. I imagine that's
1: what happened. I mean, I know, like you said, the Carpenter didn't intend for the Halloween franchise to do what it did. And, like, I know he wanted, like, the anthology type thing, so.
0: Now, what's your what's your opinion on Jamie Lee Curtis coming back to the Halloween franchise, apparently, with the the new Halloween movie that's being made?
1: Uh, I think it's cool she's coming back. I'm a little confused
0: as to what... The timelines you know, aren't going to match up. We're gonna, yeah, the timelines,
1: because I thought what they were going to do, like Annie McBride and his buddy there were going to make it right, a sequel to the second one. So now I, I don't really know. Well, but I mean, it's cool that she's she's back on the franchise i mean i I, I like to see her back so yeah fan of resurrection really (laughs) but (laughs) hopefully they can you know hopefully they do something great with it obviously we love danny mcbride as an actor and and i think he uh i think they're trying to pay like a a homage to the original so and i know carpenter's on board at least somehow um so yeah i'm excited
0: yeah, it should be interesting to see how that goes. But what are some uh, what are some other mandatory must watches besides uh, those two films that you mentioned? Um,
1: Trick or Treat definitely. Uh, that one, I think that that's a super fun movie. I remember seeing that, and I was I was blown away by that. Actually, it actually became instantly one of my favorite horror
0: movies. It's just well, I didn't even realize that that dude had wrote X Men two, and he had wrote like Superman Returns. Was it like? Yeah, I don't, even, I
1: don't know much about, um, like, his background. Yeah, I just, I just thought he did a phenomenal job with that, that's for
0: sure. He's directing the new Godzilla movie, too. Oh, really? Yeah, he's directing the new Godzilla movie that has uh, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things in it, apparently. Huh. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know this dude had those kind of writing credits, because I only really know, knew him from Trick or Treat, which is obviously a phenomenal film, um, and then uh, Krampus, of course.
1: Yeah, Krampus, you did it. that was another one, fun one, right in the same vein, I feel
0: like. Of, yeah, definitely uh, right up that alley of, like, uh, horror, like wh- horror, but, like, had, like, a child element to it, to a degree, but at the same time was, like, pretty, like, brutal and frightening to an extent. Yeah, without a doubt.
1: And, uh, speaking of trick-or-treat, like, they did, they put out, like, a graphic novel as well, too, that's pretty cool that everyone should
0: check out. Is that out. called, like, Day, Day, Days of the Dead?
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's just, like, kind of, it's, an, it's another, like, anthology, basically. I know that there was talks about them doing a trick-or-treat, too. I don't know if this is, like, what they decided to do instead, but uh, it's really cool as well if you're into uh, the graphic novel type
0: stuff. And uh, according to, uh, yeah, I saw that a few, I think, like, a year or so ago, I saw that that was out. I never picked it up. I wanted to, but I just didn't. But I also saw that, apparently, according to IMDb... Uh, I saw earlier that uh, Trick or Treat 2 is an announced, like it's going to happen. Oh, it is going to happen. Apparently, uh, apparently, you can't believe everything you see on Wikipedia or IMDb by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> no,
1: not at all. I mean, I think it would, I'd be all for it, to be honest with you. I think it's, because they could
0: do anything they wanted with it. They well, there's such a cult following for that movie now, and everyone loves and appreciates that movie so much that, you know, there's definitely a demand for that sequel,
1: Oh, without a doubt, yeah, hundred percent. And like I said, they could do so many cool things with it, where they could they could touch on some of the you know stuff from the original, or they could just completely do you know
0: like a bunch of new stories, and it would still be fun. So oh yeah, without a doubt.
1: But to wrap up, uh, other Halloween type movies I like to watch, like I know we recently talked about them on. The, Stephen King podcast, but I always find myself watching like the Pet Cemeteries and Silver Bullet around this time of year, too. As well, they just kind of you know put off that vibe, they have that same like uh, fall feel to them.
0: Yeah, that's funny you mentioned those because I mentioned those as well on the previous episode. That those were two that I always visited, and not even that Silver Bullet is even like a Halloween movie, but. For some reason, and I'm sure you can attest, it was always uh, it was always aired on television and stuff like that around October for whatever reason. Yeah, I always re-
1: yeah I always remember seeing that on TV. Uh, one of his movies that surprisingly was on TV a lot, and yeah, always around this time of year. So.
0: Now, and that's something that's cool about Trick or Treat. Going back to that a little bit is uh, the the werewolf segment in Trick or Treat. Yeah. Especially because we're, the werewolf genre is so, like, kind of, like, absent. Like, I mean, more or less. I mean, besides that shitty fucking MTV show, Teen Wolf Ripoff, um, the horror genre, or the werewolf genre of horror is so, like, obscure now. Like, it isn't even, like, a thing anymore. So the fact that Trick or Treat, like, involved, like, uh, a werewolf story in there... Um, what are your thoughts on, like, the werewolf, uh, like, portion of, like, of the horror genre? Like, what uh, are – because obviously we've talked like – you talk like Rick Baker who did the effects for both uh, The Howling and American Werewolf in London. Probably two of the best werewolf movies that there are. Uh, there's just no – I feel like there's such a gap. There's – there's plenty of vampire movies there's plenty of zombie movies there's plenty of demon movies. There is a serious lack there's fucking more killer doll movies in the last twenty years <laughs> than there is werewolf movies. Why do you think there's such a lack of oh, werewolf yeah. films
1: I don't know I think like it could be like i think part of it could be like the 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 whole c g i the practical effects thing I think sometimes if you do pure CGI could come off as a little cheesy. I don't know if that turns people off. I mean, I know, like, with, um... With Curse there, um, from Craven. I know that people, he got a lot of, uh, negativity because of how, you know, the werewolf worked or whatever, CGI-wise. I mean... Yeah. I don't know if that's what it does, or I don't know if it just doesn't interest people enough, the, the whole werewolf thing. I think it's a... I think it's an awesome, uh the were, you know the werewolf is an awesome villain i think there's been some of the, some of the greatest horror movies that are out are werewolf movies like you mentioned two of them you know and i think like most recently like the late phases movie was really good
0: oh was, you know what that was that was a great fucking film actually
1: but but you're right though there's not uh there's really not a lot hey jen hi <laughs>
0: um yeah that's eric's uh, immortal beloved uh miss jen
1: just came in but uh yeah i don't know i don't know what it is like i said i don't know if it's like a a thing where people don't want to tackle the actual like uh what the werewolf's gonna look like but you're right there really is kind of a lack of it and you don't really you don't you don't see too much of it coming out but there are like thousands of of uh everything else vampires and and zombies and i don't know if it's just because it's easier or
0: i think it i think that may play into it also because obviously cursed was like shot and then reshot, and it was just like a a a a clusterfuck for sure and then you have like the wolfman remake that uh oh you know what i totally yeah i forgot about that well that one fucking bombed that was goddamn hiroshima all over again (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah, that one
1: had like, it had like good actors in it, you know, I mean, I just, I saw that in theaters, but yeah, I mean, that's another one I just, I feel like nobody
0: cared about at all. Yeah, I feel like it might be, the werewolf uh, realm might be an acquired taste, and maybe that's why it's just so, you know, non-existent almost, but that Late Phases movie that came out a few years ago was amazing, it was so, that was really a cool take, and yeah, I'm I, I'm pissed that I didn't remember that, because uh, that is one of the few in the last like 20 years that's been just really awesome.
1: Yeah, no, that movie, I think that kind of, uh, when I first heard about that movie, um, you know, with Noonan in it, and uh, Ethan Embry, I was definitely excited, and uh, like you said, you don't know what to expect when you're getting a, a werewolf movie, especially nowadays, but they definitely did a great job with that, so... Yeah.
0: So what were, I got to ask you, what were some of your uh, costumes when you were younger for Halloween? Like, what were some of your more memorable ones? Oh, let's see.
1: More memorable Halloween costumes as a young man,
0: I think. Did you ever dress up as BT?
1: I've never dressed up as my brother. I'm sure he's dressed up as me before. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to think, like. I can remember, like, goofy ones. You know, I remember being uh, a Ninja Turtle, like, two years. Obviously, I was obsessed with the Ninja Turtles. Uh, I remember being Dracula when I was younger. That was a fun one for me. Um, I don't know. It's it's actually not even mentioned. It's, like, super tough to think about my Halloween costumes as uh, when I was really young. But how about you?
0: Well, I would... uh I I did. I think my most reoccurring ones, definitely from the the youngest of ages, was uh, Ninja Turtle. Yeah. I rocked uh, Leonardo a few times, and J- <laughs> Jason was such an easy one that I always had like a couple of those uh, those cheap fucking uh, Marones or Phase fucking special uh, Jason masks. Oh yeah, those are always. Uh... You just throw throw on a flannel and put your Jason mask on, and you're Jason. Exactly. <laughs> and then I had I talked to previously too about uh, having a a desire to be a Power Ranger, but not being able to afford the legit costume <laughs> because those that was the problem with the Power Rangers too.
1: You couldn't just fake the Power Ranger
0: costume. No, you can't like half-ass the Power Ranger costume and get like the you look so stupid getting like the half mask like one with the little string that you put on your head because you had these these kids walking around that had the full-face helmet, those, like, $150 costumes. It's so like, I wasn't going to get show, showed up by, like, uh, some girl doing the Pink Ranger, and I'm, I got the half-ass, I, I got the half-ass Red Ranger rocking, friggin' for whatever, six ninety nine from Ames. I wasn't doing that. I was going, I so I had to go brutal. I had to go get, like, just throw blood all over myself and put a Jason mask on. I love it. That's, uh, it's so true, though. You
1: couldn't, that was one of those costumes you just couldn't, had to, you
0: had to buy it. Same with like Freddy too. Like you couldn't just like like you couldn't be Fred like you get the glove, okay, but like how are you if you're nine years old, you ain't doing foam latex Rick Baker style in your bedroom and <laughs> Right, exactly. They didn't have they didn't have like an easy bake oven for uh for foam latex machines to make that shit. I can always remember also when I'm a little bit older I like have
1: these grand plans of of, you know, what my costume was going to look like, and then once it was done, it just wouldn't look like that at all, you
0: know what
1: I mean? Like, oh, like, no. I'm going to paint my face like this, and it's going to be amazing, and I'll just look like a train
0: wreck. I w- What'd you go as last year? I can't even remember.
1: Well, uh... The Purge. Oh, me. We did, we did, like, a play on The
0: Purge. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then, uh, before <laughs> that, it was, um... Oh, we did,
1: like, The Purge election year, I guess, uh,
0: and you did the Plague Doctor. You engendered the Plague Doctors. Plague
1: Doctors before that, yeah. yeah. Those are fun.
0: Nothing beat uh, Axel and, uh, yeah, and Slash, though. Yeah, Axel and Slash did come out pretty decent last year, actually. I think uh,
1: Bridget nailed I mean, Slash. She She's a little mini Slash, so.
0: I was, uh, I was definitely, even though I was dressed up as Axel from the Illusion Tour, I looked more like Axel from 2007 when he friggin' gained. <laughs> When he when he gained all that donut weight, Jesus.
1: I think we should uh, give props to Dan on his Harry Warden costume.
0: He did go all out with that Harry Warden My Bloody Valentine costume. I'll that give was, him uh, that.
1: That was a that was a good one. He's. I mean, Dan's not far off from Harry
0: Warden. Yeah, yeah. They're very actually. They're very close.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if that's something he wore on a regular
0: basis. He just fucking wielded a pickaxe and started cutting teenagers' hearts out.
1: <laughs> but yeah no i mean uh halloween and, and this time of the year is just something it's uh there's just something about this time of year that really just is almost magical so
0: it really is now do you uh i, I and there's a friday the 13th general that. oh yeah shit there is we're gonna have to do a friday the 13th episode next friday no without a doubt uh, so I'm trying to think what else I really watch Those are like I, I you know, we've we talked like uh, obviously the Halloween movies. You'll we'll sneak a couple of those in there. The Pet Cemetery gets gets watched. Uh, we talked Silver Bullet, I'm trying and obviously Trick or Treat. Um, now, are there any? Do you watch any of the like cartoon stuff? Like, did you ever get into like the Charlie Brown, the Great Pumpkin shit and stuff? Yeah, I do, I do like all the
1: Charlie Brown stuff. Uh, even though it's not even a uh, Halloween movie, Nightmare Before Christmas, you know, some a movie I always like, and if it's, you know, I'll watch it around this time of year as well. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any other...
0: Now, what are some, if you had to recommend, not, not that, I mean, sure, anybody listening to this already, like, it's probably a uh, diehard fan of Halloween and the month of October and everything, but, like, okay. what are some more, what are there some stores that, like, you and, uh, you and the old immortal beloved Jennifer visit and frequent and patron, uh, the most during October to grab little, uh, pieces of decoration and candy and things like that? Um,
1: Michael's is a good one. If uh, Michael's has a lot of
0: stuff, they always have sick deals too. Yeah,
1: Target apparently is killing
0: it this year. Yeah, dude, Target is like slaying it. They have this like fake box TV that has like uh, a fabric, uh, like a fat the screen of its fabric. So, and and when you press the button, it like electrical like white noise like shines in it, and then like a skull pushes through the through through the fabric screen. It's red.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet, yeah,
0: so I'll have to check that out. But, uh, Walmart's some bullshit, though. Walmart's friggin' dragging their ass in the friggin' leaves <laughs> this year through October. Yeah, we're actually, we're, I-, I haven't been to Walmart in so long. There's really not one stupid to for me. Well, they kind
1: of close,
0: but... It's probably a yeah. good thing. Walmart fucking sucks. And then other
1: than that, I go to Dollar Tree to get, like, just, like... Dollar Tree actually has, like, a lot of cool little things, like... Yeah,
0: I, I said that. I said that, too. The Dollar Tree, like, kills it, especially for shit only beat a buck. They they really do kill Halloween. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Spirit of Halloween is always fun because they have a lot of stuff,
1: but uh, their stuff obviously is like top dollar. Like their, um, like their any of their Halloween decorations, like the big stuff, which I understand. But yeah, that stuff's all top dollar. But they have really cool stuff in there as well. Home Goods There's another one,
0: apparently. Now I know you're, a, I know you're a candy fan as well. What are your some of your favorite candy to fucking tackle once? Uh... What really gets your uh, blood sugar up in the right way around October? Uh, when it comes to like actual like candies that are synonymous with this time of year, like I do love candy corn. Candy corn is like one of those things where it's like I don't even know. Like is it, I don't even know if it's really even that good. Candy corn's know. fucking awful. I have fucking some. We have <laughs> we have some at the compound right now. It can't, it's the fucking. It's like you're eating fucking wax. You're eating. Yeah,
1: but you just keep you get it every uh, year. <laughs> get it every year and you're always eating it so that's one but uh i don't know i mean i'm a big three musketeers fan three musketeers puts out these like mini mini ones with like red filling in them
0: uh the oh day. yeah yeah
1: so those, that's uh, one of my go-tos uh i'm actually snacking right now on some uh, m&ms some like uh fall colored m&ms right now too so the m&ms is another big one
0: Yeah, friggin', you know, old uh, Dan Clausen, old Harry Warden's drinking some Goulet right now, plotting his next attack. (laughs) He went to every store in Syracuse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dan has, uh, for any of the listeners out there, need to understand that Dan Clausen, who will be on this podcast at some point, um, he he will he has once upon a time had to track down Gool and searched high and low through several different stores to get the scary berry the scary blackberry Gool which is Kool-Aid's version of, you know, a Halloween drink, which is literally nothing different from what they actually have. They just threw a freaking purple label with a jack-o'-lantern on it. <laughs> and it's got fucking old Harry Warden running all the way up and down the fucking East Coast to find it. I'm pretty sure I heard a
1: story that Dan turned on a date to go find uh, go find some Gooey once.
0: So. That's that's such commitment, and I can't help but commend that yeah. that kind of action. You gotta respect it, man.
1: He loves he loves the gulhead.
0: He's all in. I'm a I'm a big uh, I'm a big uh, supporter uh, and fanatic of the Reese's Pumpkin. Oh well, yeah.
1: Anything Reese's Reese's definitely puts out the pumpkins. Those are great. I think we might have one floating around here too as well.
0: It's about to be fucking history once you sniff that fucker out.
1: <laughs> I like the companies that uh, like Reese's that, that care about the holiday, you know, and they put out special
0: things for it. So. Oh, yeah, and you get the Christmas trees in in December, and then you get the eggs in uh, March and April. And not not really a candy, but uh, I'm going to sh- give a
1: shout-out to Oreos. I love Oreos.
0: Oh, yeah, you got to fucking, you got to respect the orange-filled the, Oreos. They put out the orange filling, and I, I respect it.
1: So, but what are, uh, when it comes to Halloween, like, do you have any, like, anything, any cool things you remember when you were a kid, like, when you were trick-or-treating or anything like that?
0: Well, I, uh, I had told the story in the previous episode that the last time I went trick-or-treating, I realized that it was going to be my, probably my last year trick-or-treating, because once you turn, like, 13, 14, you start getting a little embarrassed that you're running around trying to get free candy. <laughs>
1: And people, uh, people shut you down. The the older women shut you right down too. I
0: noticed. Oh yeah, yeah. She, uh, I remember actually. I this didn't happen to me, but it happened to a friend. That he asked, uh, he went trick or treating, and he kind of had like a half-assed Halloween costume on. And she's just like, "I, I'm not going to give you candy. You're a glutton. Only gluttons trick or treat at your age."
1: i believe it i mean you know just like
0: uh she fucking cursed him with gluttony like in seven
1: (laughs) well she shouldn't hit him with a thinner curse
0: yeah Uh, motherfucker wasn't dying clean for sure but i
1: remember like obviously we grew up in the same town small town so i remember when i was younger like halloween being so cool i felt like everyone maybe it was just my perception as a kid where the
0: world was just, like, a bigger place, but I felt like everybody went all out for Halloween, I feel like. Yeah, it's kind of of a lost art uh, more and more, I feel like, but there are some people, it's always nice to drive by those houses, and same with, like, Christmas time, too, where you drive by it and you can see that they put so much effort and work into it for the shit just to be up, like, a couple weeks or a month, like, to just deck it the fuck out.
1: And I think, like, I'd love to keep that, uh, keep that going That's why we decorate And uh, Probably continue To decorate forever So Hell yeah uh, But I can remember You know I remember Like in Canada, over there I remember there was This one guy Who had a coffin On his front uh, porch And he dressed like Dracula And he would be In his coffin the coffin Was standing
0: up And he'd come to the door And he would Pop that thing open It's just like who is that Bob Cumber? <laughs> I don't know Whoa
1: like that, was like
0: awesome you know what i mean when, when people
1: go the extra mile oh yeah like more people should do that for halloween and
0: i i wish they would because it just it, it's such a feel-good holiday for is uh you know obviously some people don't appreciate it uh for various reasons but one of the uh, one of the cool memories i still have and it's so much fun and obviously i don't have kids i don't have a desire to have kids i only have a fat half-dead hamster um so <laughs> But one of the things I always appreciated about being younger was, uh, obviously, like raking up leaves and jumping in leaves and stuff. But also making like the leave like dummies, where you fill up like your your father's like jeans and like a flannel t-shirt yeah, with leaves, like and a you, and you put a mask on it and you make like a little like fucking like a Halloween dummy like character and set it in the chairs outside. That was always like. That's always, that's something you don't see anymore, like, as as often. Uh, maybe it's out of just pure laziness, no one's leaving their house, but uh, that was always uh, something that was a good memory to have around uh, yeah. this time of year. The build up to Halloween, re- you know, like, I remember my aunt and uncle used to have, like, a Halloween party, and,
1: like, just stuff like that was fun, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. yeah. And that's part of Halloween still. It's even part of horror movie still, in my opinion, is... Is uh, making yourself feel it's it's fun to be scared. It makes you, it helps me hang on to my youth. That's the, that's kind of
0: one of the ways I, I look at it. You know what I mean? Well, they, I I've talked about it before as well. Like uh, you know, that's why these horror conventions are so successful and they have so many people patronizing them is because horror, it, more than any other genre, and you know, same with like sci-fi and things like that too, is it's all about n- the nostalgia factor how it, yeah, 100% how, how it makes people feel and it brings them back to those times like uh you know obviously you're not watching uh I mean as much as I love Forrest Gump and I'm sure people have like mem- like great memories of watching Forrest Gump but people aren't like people aren't like r- remembering like I-, I I don't know maybe Forrest Gump's a bad uh film to use cuz Forrest <laughs> Gump is fucking amazing right um but I know what you're trying to say, like you know you're not watching uh You're not watching Schindler's List and being like, "Oh, I remember! I remember watching this as a child, and it was such a such a great memory."
1: Right? Yeah, it's just something you don't see uh, from a lot of other genres at all. Yeah, no. Other than like the sci-fi thing, and now like with like the comic con type stuff, where you're like uh, like the Marvel movies and the DC movies. But yeah, you don't see that with everything else. So yeah. it's nostalgia, and it's, uh, yeah, makes me, uh, I love to be scared, and it's something uh, that obviously a lot of people like, because uh, conventions, and and then now you see all the Halloween horror nights and all the stuff like that, you know what I mean, that are doing so well.
0: Oh, yeah. Now, I gotta ask, what, uh, what are the, uh, what's on, for this year, what is, uh, what are the ideas for the Halloween costume this year?
1: you know what I don't know just like every other year we throw around about a hundred (laughs) different costumes and we always tell ourselves I've been wanting to do like a really in-depth like Frankenstein's monster and Bride of Frankenstein I think that would be really fun oh yeah so that's something that's been toted around a little bit um I don't know is there anything else that we thought of there was something
0: really (sighs)
1: Mm -hmm. Maybe Bray Wyatt and Finn
0: Balor. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I tried convincing I tried convincing uh Bridget to do uh Macho Man Elizabeth. She's like, I don't know who she was. Oh,
1: that would be a great one though.
0: Yeah.
1: She would just have to get glamoured up, that's all. Yeah. And then you come out as Mach. That's a good one. I like that.
0: But uh, I think uh, I think we're going a little traditional this year. I think we're doing uh, I think we're doing uh, vampires, which I haven't I've never properly done. So
1: well, that'd be fun. Oh, for okay. sure. We're gonna go and uh,
0: get like the
1: fangs and everything. Oh yeah, very solid. I like it. I back it.
0: Well, uh, I guess we'll we'll wrap it up. But what are you uh What are you doing? What are you What's your next? Uh, halloween event are you going to any haunted houses anytime soon are you uh or are you just uh I, prepping yeah, for
1: we might try to go to uh there's like a like a haunted house haunted hayride thing yeah, it's right in our area so i think we might be hitting that coming up here um, that'll be our first time going to anything like that down here so it'll be exciting
0: that's almost a, a lost art in and of itself is like the uh, the haunted house stuff is becoming less and less i mean you have the like kind of like the halloween horror nights and you have like uh, yeah. like the regional stuff that kind of keep it alive that, but
1: i think that's exactly why too because i think these bigger like amusement parks are doing their thing and i think that kind of is hurting the little man on that stuff yeah so but yeah you are right you don't see that too much uh as much as you used to but uh you know, I'm glad some places try to keep it going. So.
0: Well, I think uh, I think there's enough people that love this time of year and the holiday so much that they're definitely going to keep it going. Uh, come hell or high water, there's always someone out there that's keeping the spirit alive.
1: Yeah, 100. percent I mean, people like us just doing this podcast, you
0: know. Hell yes. Uh,
1: watching the movies and going to the st- going to the conventions and uh, supporting Halloween for what it is. We'll just keep it going
0: hell yeah man well thanks for uh thanks for coming on thanks for talking uh all things halloween and in october it was uh it was cool to kind of get you on again obviously you you are the one of the uh more reoccurring faces you and the mr john Angle are the re- more reoccurring voices i should say uh that make this uh make this podcast as decorated as it is or isn't no it is but no i have a blast man i love doing i will do as many as many as i can that's for sure um definitely should touch again on we should do a typo negative one <laughs> sometime that would be fun to talk more typo oh yeah we'd be able to dig into carnivore and everything everything that kind of entails uh that kind of goes with uh you know the typo lore and peter steel and everything yeah definitely and then uh, and if we could help someone discover them that would be uh that would be a job well done on, on our part so absolutely all right brother well thanks for having me hey thanks for being on I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Later. That was uh, Mr. Eric Tyler uh, once again. Uh, Yeah. Thanks for uh, tuning in again, everyone. Thanks to all the listeners. Shout out to uh, whoever's listening in Portugal. I see we get some uh, plays out in Portugal. We also get some plays out in some listens, some downloads out in the UK, the United Kingdom. So whoever's listening out in Portugal in the UK, spread the word. Uh, and thanks for the support. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening uh, on SoundCloud or iTunes. You can find us at HeartGuide Media, at HeartGuide Media on Twitter, at HeartGuide Media on Instagram, and uh, yeah, tweet, follow us. Everything you can do, anything you can do to kind of push the word out on this podcast is beyond appreciated. I, I appreciate it immensely. So, and everyone in the regional areas all over the country that have been listening. Uh, we do have uh, – plays have been increasing. So people are checking out, you know, the Toby Hooper episode, the George Romero episode, the Stephen King episodes. Uh, we got plenty of guests on and so much. We're talking about so much. So thanks again, everyone. And please spread the word, support uh, the Guy Media podcast because I appreciate it. I'm having so much fun. Uh, but, yeah, uh, at Guy Media, everywhere. This is Jesse H.S. Thanks for joining.